This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, and now we are joined by well-known trainer and fitness expert Jillian Michaels, who's also the founder of the Fitness App. Jillian, thanks very much for your time today. Oh, God, thanks for having me. Thank you. So what has the the last few months been like for you, both uh, from the business perspective, personal and the personal side? I know you've talked about uh, that you had contracted COVID a little while back. Well, you know, look, on the business side, there have been a lot of ups and a lot of downs. So certain certain parts of my businesses um, are going great, right? Have have benefited indirectly. Uh, you know, like at home fitness has done well, but many other aspects of our business haven't done well. Like in gym fitness classes, yeah. uh, we actually own an organic coffee company that requires foot traffic. Things of yeah. that nature have taken a huge hit. Speaking engagements, so it's almost leveled out, um, but I consider myself extremely fortunate. Um, On a personal level, you know, the year's just been chaos for everybody. That's just the reality of it. I, you know, I've watched so many friends go through so many different things. And of course, COVID has dramatically changed the way we live and interact with one another. And as you and I were talking about beforehand, I also had it and I was very fortunate to have a mild case of it. Yeah. Um, but to a certain extent, after you have it, you definitely feel a sense of freedom for a yeah. few months. You're like, yeah. well, I can't get this for what they're telling me is at least three months. So that's nice. Maybe I'll take a trip. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you kind of start rolling with the punches in 2020. So from the business perspective, and it's one of the things we've talked about uh, quite a bit on this show is the issue of risk. And not yeah. personal health risk, but thinking about business risk. And certainly from a business perspective, this is a risk that probably not a lot of business owners, and maybe you're in this boat as well, that, that you never would have considered. Oh, there's no way anyone could have anticipated anything like this. And I often joke with my business partner. I was like, if you had given me the ability a year ago to travel into the future and showed me a glimpse of the world right now, I would have told you it was a sci-fi novel. And, you know, the one thing I can say, and, you know, look, I'm, I'm certainly no business expert. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have great people around me who understand business and guide me, uh, but to be diversified. And that's what has sort of saved me is that we have our hands in many different pots when it comes to wellness, whether it's investing in, organic whole food supplement companies, which have ironically done really well, or having an at-home fitness app, which has done well. But then, you know, everything that requires foot traffic or, you know, working out in person or working out in a group has done poorly. And that's kind of held us afloat, so to speak, is that ability to be in many different businesses. And I, I would imagine that would be the only way to prepare for things that are just unknown. Well, the interesting thing, I guess, is in part uh, prior to the pandemic, you were already kind of into the content realm in terms of doing fitness workouts and such. So that stuff that probably, you know, carried on and probably has gotten even more interest during this time of people staying home and, and doing workouts from home. Absolutely. I mean, I have been sort of branded as the, the at-home fitness queen, you know, not to be cheesy, but that's what I've done for well over a decade, whether it was you know, originally DVDs yeah. and then it moved into streaming and apps. So that's my core competency, and I'm, I'm very fortunate that it is, again, you know, unforeseen. Um, but we invested in boutique fitness gyms. 
We had classes that were running in big box gyms for a program I created called Body Shred, a trainer certification program, all of these different branches of fitness that have, of course, struggled tremendously. But you're absolutely right. That core competency of, hey, let me train you at home. You don't need equipment. You don't need a ton of money. You don't need a ton of time has always been what I do and what I do best. So what's it been like over these last seven months to see the rise, uh, I shouldn't say rise, but the increase uh, of at-home fitness? And and I can, you know, say from anecdotally, the fact that, you know, a couple weeks into the coronavirus doing the show from home, all of a sudden in my neighborhood, I started seeing more and more people out taking walks every day and obviously in the middle of the day. And, and so I think in part, there's more of a recognition by the public about the aspects of fitness and, and being in shape. I really hope so. I mean, to be completely transparent, if there is a silver lining, I hope that it, it's people appreciating how serious their health is. Um, We know that obesity is one of the top contributing factors to the severity and the duration of COVID should you contract it. Um, You know, we were all given time on our hands that maybe we did not want, but then you make, you know, you make lemonade out of lemons. And that is my hope that people take this opportunity to really seize the day, focus on their wellness. And I get that it's hard, you know, we have kids at home and what have you. But that's where at-home fitness does become convenient or getting outside with your kids, going on a bike ride, going hiking. You know, we're fortunate enough to live by the water, getting them out on the ocean, yeah. paddleboarding, swimming, even bodyboarding, just being active in general. You know, I took up jump rope and road biking again, which, you know, because the gyms in California are closed. Yeah. So, you know, those are things I forgot that I enjoyed and loved doing. So there, you know you sometimes have to bring a meaning to a bad situation. And if reclaiming your fitness is it, I will take it. Yeah. I've seen that you've done a couple of interviews and you've talked about uh, the gym industry in, in this time of COVID. And obviously, as you said, a lot of facilities had to shut down because of the, uh, uh, the pandemic. A lot of them I would imagine are at the brink of having to close permanently or have already done that. But the, from the health perspective, you still have the aspect of, the coronavirus is still around and gym facilities, public gyms are, you know, obviously places where this is something that could breed. Listen, I, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist, obviously. Having been an individual who caught COVID, there are two things I didn't anticipate um, that are glaringly apparent now. Number one is you can feel fine and your friends can feel fine. Um, and I was, in fact, working out the day before I developed symptoms at my home because I thought, oh, this is going to skip me because I had a friend who caught it, told me she caught it. And I was like, I guess I'm not going to get it because I didn't catch right. it for six days and be completely contagious um, at that time, which is just you think to yourself, well, if they're at the gym, right, they must feel fine. Surely they're not sick right. or surely I'm not sick. Um, and quite honestly, indoors without a mask in my little group proved to be, you know, what did the trick because I wore my mask in public. I was pretty careful. You know, I didn't touch my face. I washed my hands and I went about my life to the best of my ability for months on end. Now, you know, with that said, what seemed to be, (laughs) what seemed to to give it to myself and my small group is my one friend who had it, we were indoors without a mask. Now there are many gyms across the country 
that people are still working out indoors and that permits you to train without a mask and training with a mask is pretty difficult. At first I thought, okay, this is going to be, you know, I can handle this. This isn't that big of a deal. Then you try and you're like, oh my God, I feel like I'm can't, I'm, I'm suffocating in this. And it's a challenge. So, you know, you're pulling the mask down, you're sneaking a breath, you're touching your face, you're touching the weights, not intentionally. And that's where I would just say, look, if you're an individual who does not want to catch this, a, you know, a public gym indoors is probably not the safest environment. Right. Um, you know, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not a doctor. This is just my personal opinion. With that said, you can still support your gyms online. A lot of them are offering classes online. A lot of trainers are doing personal training on FaceTime. Yeah. You know, there, there are many ways to support your local businesses, but still be careful, you know, about taking care of yourself. And subsequently, even if you think, all right, you know what, I'm pretty sure I'll be fine with this. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to be fine. You were fortunate enough to be fine. I certainly wouldn't yeah. want to have given it to my 71-year-old mom. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, that's something we all need to keep in mind. What do you see then with all, all of this kind of inter, inter, uh, you know, coming together? What do you see as the future of the fitness industry then post-pandemic? Man, you know, everything in fitness moves in trends. I think community is a very, very powerful thing when it comes to fitness. So I do believe when the time comes and people feel more comfortable, you're going to see that boom again at boutique fitness facilities for sure. Um, you know, the, the boxing gyms, the yoga classes, the, you know, the bar classes, all of that stuff I think will make a comeback because – People like a social environment. Environment. Yeah. I myself you know, love that when it comes to taking classes, and I miss it. However, I also think people are seeing that fitness can be very accessible because there are times, no matter you know, with or without COVID, where you don't have the time to drive 20 minutes to the gym, park, yeah. get out, work out for an hour or 45 minutes, get back in your car, drive home. You know, We don't often have those luxuries. So if it becomes hey, Sunday I have the time for that 90-minute yoga class, but Wednesday I only have time for the 20-minute hit session in my living room yeah. before I take the kids to school, then it just simply opens up a host of possibilities. I do see at-home fitness maintaining its resurgence, though, because of its convenience and because so many people have made an investment in it, whether yeah. it's a Peloton bike or a tonal device or a mirror, which all costs a pretty significant amount of money, or an app that costs 50 bucks, you've still spent the money and you've still become acclimated. So I think that's fair to say. Quickly tell us about the fitness app and, and what people will, will see when they, uh, when they download it. Quite honestly, the fitness app is like having me as your personal trainer. It's the tech that allows me to personalize your workout programs, whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to gain muscle, whether you want to run a 10K, if you just had a baby and you want yeah. postpartum workouts, there's yoga, there's kettlebells, there's slides, there's booty bands. So essentially, the app looks at you and says, okay, you know, what are the things you like to do? What equipment do you have available? How much time do you have? What's your current fitness level? What are your fitness goals? And then it creates a program for you. And the same goes with food. So we had several registered dietitians create different meal plans. So right. whether you prefer to be vegan or you prefer to be gluten-free or you're an omnivore or even keto, which is my least favorite diet in the world. I did have, <laughs> I absolutely hate it. I strongly recommend against it. However, I did have a registered dietitian give me a 30-day keto reboot because people, people want to do it. So sure. the yeah. idea is 
how do we take the science of nutrition and fitness and wrap it around you in a way that meets your needs, makes it accessible and effective? And that's what the app does. And we've now added audio meditations to it and audio workouts as well. So you can do cardio workouts outside with just your just your headphones and me kind yeah. of guiding you through different runs or stair climbing sessions and so on. Jillian, thanks for coming on today and giving us your insight. All the best uh, with everything you're doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Jillian Michaels, uh, trainer, fitness expert, and also the founder of the Fitness App. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.